0: Offers and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to BetOnline.ag. Once again, BetOnline.ag code CLNS50 to get you fifty percent off your initial deposit. Special live edition garden report. We're not going to hang out forever, but we did want to jump on and talk a little bit about the breaking news we had tonight, which is the Marcus Smart contract extension. Marcus Smart. This is something that was reported. Um, what it was about a week and a half ago before summer league for sure? A couple weeks ago, Bobby.
1: Yeah, right before summer league, we were kicking this around that seventy-seven million number, and that's ultimately what it settled on here. They're going to be yep. holding on them through twenty
0: twenty-six. Seventy-seven was the number thrown out. It was amended to sixty-eight. Seventy-seven is the max they could pay them, and it escalates as time goes on. Um, so it starts. It goes 17, 19, 19, like 2022 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what it is. Now, it's interesting because, you know, we talked about it a bit when it was first reported. Um, What does it mean? You know, it it was curious when the report first came out because at the same time, you had reports that Marcus Smart was possibly going to be traded because he's a bit of a headache and they wanted to move on. There were signs last year that things weren't working. You know, he's a very polarizing player. You've obviously got people on both sides of it. So there's going to be, I mean, already I was in the chats just while you were while you were getting ready and jumping on here, and a bunch of people love it, and a bunch of people are like, why did we do this? So it, it, reaction's going to be all over the map here. What what What's interesting to me is, it, again, what it means for the plans going forward. For a while, it, when the offseason began, it seemed like the Celtics were saving up All of their space and didn't want to do anything. And then news of the smart thing comes out, and it's like, oh, I guess that's not the case. Now everyone's wondering what does this mean. So you know, we all we've been kicking this around, and nobody really knows what it does mean. For a fact is, look, Beal was really hard. Even with all of their cost-saving moves, you would have had to find a way to renounce Al, dump everybody from your roster, renounce or get rid of Al, renounce Rob. Uh, not resign Smart, not resign Fournier, and basically have Tatum, Brown, Niesmith, Pritchard, and 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 Beal, and then about ten million dollars to field the rest of your team. That's roughly what would have had to happen to get Beal. So they, it was going to be hard in free agency anyway, but now you don't have the space. You don't really have any space now. Uh, you've just got Marcus Smart. So this is your team going forward, or you're trading. And I don't know what this means. So what are your initial thoughts here?
1: Well, first off, I like the move. The price isn't too crazy here. I know it's a paid bump. Uh, it's going to go up by about $3 million into the first year of the extension here, which isn't crazy. I mean, this isn't a mid-20s crazy overpay for Smart here. It is the max that they could have paid him. But you're essentially limited by what you were making before uh, to extend off of. So this is based on that 14 million he was making now the most they could pay him it's not that much more than he was getting before and on top of it it does help you if you run into a situation here where you either have to trade for Bradley Beal or trade for anyone else frankly now there is a six month period where they're not going to be able to trade him here so maybe something comes up in that time period where you say oh maybe they shouldn't have done that and they still could have had the flexibility to trade him in any possible deal that comes around here but ultimately we've talked about this John if Beal isn't necessarily in the cards. They should probably stick with what the core they have going forward because what are you going to get that's better here? I've, I've never been a person who said that Smart's a detriment or that Smart just needs to go to shake this up or Smart needs to go in any kind of deal here. I think you trade Smart if it makes sense and it packages up to a star. And if that thing isn't out there, then you keep Marcus Smart because he's a really, really good player. I mean, this this guy's his defense did slip a little bit last year. There may be concerns of him possibly sliding more than a normal player would because of the physical aspect of his game. But I'd never like the idea of possibly letting him go for nothing. Like, that would have been... The final straw, I said, out of this huge process they've been going through, where it's been Al and Kyrie and Fournier now and Smart. The only thing I'll say is, why isn't Fournier back now?
0: So that's what we said when the first when it first crossed. And I and I agree with you, Bobby. Like, you know, my grudgingly, my offseason plan, seeing as I didn't think they were gonna make any trades, uh, was run it back, resign Fournier, extend Smart, extend Rob. Pray pray for the development. That would have made
1: sense if you weren't keeping cap space open. If yeah. you're not and worried about cap space, space
0: on. that's just tax. That's tax. And I don't care. Like I said, I don't care what rich guys pay in tax. That's not we didn't become basketball fans. We didn't get into this profession to 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 to, to talk about and to to manage the cap. That's not important to people who are interested in the welfare of this team that's a rich guy paying extra money, which you absolutely expect people to do. And you look at the teams who are willing to go deep into their pockets, the Brooklyn's and you know, Golden States and what have you. Uh, that's that's how it works. You think you of pay, how good
1: this team would look you, with Fournier what they
0: have. You pay what it takes, and that's that. So there the problem was it would have been a really expensive non-contender. Um, and that's that. So that was the reality, but I didn't see a better path to to wins because I I never really saw a path to Beal and because they don't have any tradable assets really to get him or to any third star so I would rather make this team as good as you can possibly make it by holding on to what you have and that's it um so I don't get it I didn't get I don't get not smart and yes to Fournier I also don't get why not yes Fournier no smart you know like at the end of the year what you were talking about Bobby was if you had to pick one who was more valuable. And I understand once Kemba was traded, the equation changed based on team need, but which player would, you, which player would you rather have for four years? That's a tough call. That yes, I did. Mark, question. I'm sorry. I said it was a done <laughs> deal. I, I I know. And look, I, there's still something funny with the Beal situation. And I was right.
1: just gonna bring that up. Yeah, you you did go all the way in that
0: way. <laughs> we gotta have takes, right? But look, there are there there are a lot of indications on the bill front. No, we
1: said we'd have a pretty good idea pretty soon of how certain. And they it are. looked and like because they were signals. clearing.
0: Yeah, they were yeah. clearing the thing. My only thought on smart is this, and I said it again. I was talking to some guys in the chat, um, uh, beforehand and we talked about this on our thread. Was this a hedge? Okay. Now, so so you didn't want to go all in with Fournier and Smart, but you didn't want to be in a situation where you get nothing next year. You can't get a max guy, or you can't work out a trade for anything, or things don't work out for you, and you're left with nothing. Um, And that was that I still think there's a world in which the Beal thing is something that they want to do and if smart is a path the question becomes whether smart can be part of a package to Washington and we'll talk about that in a little bit because we we differ on this one okay it's the path to Beal involved trade not free agency it had to happen that way so it's still open but they would have to the problem now is they have to want what you have and I don't know if smart is that thing so it doesn't kill you on deal at all, but I do think it's a bit of a hedge on the Celtics, which is to say, I got to have something, you know, in the bag because I can't trade. I can't roll smart into anything if he's in a contract year because there's no certainty to wherever he goes that he's going to stay. Um, So maybe they think that this is a movable deal um, and that's something that. We'd rather hold on to the asset, and worst case scenario, I keep Marcus Smart. I think it's a hedge. I don't think Beale is completely out the window, um, but I don't. Washington would have to want this, so you're in a gun to their head scenario where the only way this works is if Beale goes to Washington. Is like, does the Anthony Davis like I want to go there, so make it happen, uh, and I'm not going to resign with any other team. So there's really no reason to send me anywhere. So recoup what you can, and then they have to take whatever they take.
1: Yeah, there's there's three ways you could look at it. You, you can look at it as a hedge. You can look at it as them acknowledging how difficult it would have been to do the Beal and free agency path where you would have had three stars and essentially nothing left. Noth- and that. nothing left, right. we eventually all came to the realization that that was going to be a hard team to win a championship with, despite the top end talent there. Cause I mean, that heat team was bad with like Mike Bibby and Joel Anthony to start that year. This would have been even worse than that. I I would imagine. Now you do have some young guys here who have shown some signs, maybe Neesmith and Pritchard would have factored in with that team, but I don't know. Like it really was looking like a thin, uh, you know, bench deprived group. If you went in that direction.
0: You think now, the Celtics watch? You think the Celtics watch summer league and they're like, <laughs> forget about it. Like kneesmith Beal, run it, and Smith Pritchard, run it back. Who needs Beal? <laughs> well, this is what's
1: interesting here. I, I I have a hard time seeing why it went from we need all this flexibility. We can't do two years for a Jeff green. We can't do two years to a Patty for a Patty mills, that kind of guy. And that did work out with Schroeder, but they were fixated on the one year deals and all that cap space. And they said it right to us. This isn't something we assumed. They said this in press conference after press conference, we need the flexibility. They didn't say one year deals, but that's what they did. And then they just wiped out that space, which like something had to change along the line here, right? Because they were doing this one way and now they're heading in a different direction. Is it because of possible concerns about placating Smart here? Like, I think that could be a factor here that you, you had this leak, you had this premonition that maybe Smart would be going out the door for someone like Lonzo Ball here in free agency. That kind of fell apart. And now to fix this situation a little bit, and absolve some like uncertainty going forward here with what you're going to do this might have been the best way to do all those different things and yes hedge a bunch of different situations because i more than you think that smart lame duck year especially after that report could have been a really tenuous year now that you throw Schroeder into this locker room like there's a lot going on here that really could have been just a, a you know boiling
0: pot well I, I I want to address that I'll also say that Jimmy Toscano's a coward um, he's in, Where he's, is in he? our, he's in our comments but he, he's not a, he's not on the stream you know he if, might, we're,
1: pulling, <laughs> if we're pulling out the garden report um, attendance list he's been a little spotty in recent weeks.
0: <laughs> I, I, I think he's got you know he has he has actual Wi-Fi situations which is I don't know whether it's been put into his new apartment that might be oh, the, okay. Jim, that might be Jimmy's issue so he 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 can jump on here and troll us from the fo- from his phone but he can't jump on fully and uh and do oh, a well, hear well, his gut reaction to this yeah
1: so can we just talk about marcus smart the player for one minute wait one second because-
0: first i want to address the other thing okay. um, because we talked about this well whether this kind or- of
1: goes hand in hand with it but go ahead
0: whether or not whether or not uh look at jimmy god jimmy uh whether or not Marcus would be an issue. I don't think so. I never never entered my thinking that that would be the case because a guy in a contract year that happens all the time. Many people, many players actually uh want that. They want to test the market. They're happy to do it um because and a, a player like Marcus again, it only takes one team. I you know, I my my fear with Marcus is not that he's not worth this on an open market. It's whether or not a team that you need to trade with wants this and whether it fits their plan but if Marcus were a free agent you think that those dollars are available of course I mean he was making 14 before he's the same player or better or somewhere in the same ballpark he's probably more complete now even if he had a down defensive year um because
1: he came in lower last time then yeah so I mean
0: what he's making now 18 or 19 is 14 you know from when he's it's the same money that he was making before you know Factoring in, you know, what what contracts are now is it's not like that's not a ridiculous amount of money. That's market value. He would get it. So he's worth pretty it. much
1: proportionally I, the Randall extension that New York did.
0: Yeah, It's not it's not that he's not worth it. It's that, is that your be, the best use of your money, you know, uh, and I, this is so we can talk about Marcus particularly the problem is I don't know where you take that money and what you apply it to. So you keep letting people walk. You don't resign people. You don't hold on to your own talent. You might just end up with worse, you know, because you got to go spend that money somewhere. So without knowing where that's going to go, without having a plan, be ready to go. I get this move, especially if you think it's tradable and maybe it is. I'm dubious on that front because I just don't know that other teams value him the same way the Celtics do. That's always been my issue. He's a great guy to have, if you can have him for free like meaning like i'm just going to spend money on him because it fits my budget i don't know if he's a guy you trade for so i don't know
1: so in a sign and trade scenario I which is hate those middle, i hate area. those middle
0: class contracts the tw- 20 uh, it- 20, mil- 20 million is real money it's 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 what he's worth but it's real money and it's a it's not a star
1: yeah but i think oftentimes when you get to where this team has and i was kicking this around with some friends earlier it's it's almost the hayward situation we talked about like you don't get the 30 million back when you lose hayward here you probably get a chunk of this 17 million back if you lost smart but nothing toward where you'd be replacing smart with something better unless you went that you know burn the whole house down and put it all on one max free agent route which wasn't going to be certain, especially if you didn't build the momentum this year towards signing a free agent like Beal. And luckily the situation has gotten better over the last couple of weeks where that seems more likely they're going to be able to do that. But at the end of the day, all this stuff we're kicking around smarts, a really good player. And that's just like the gist of it for me. You, You have a really good player. He wants to be here. Other guys didn't you're paying him modestly more than he was getting before and you've said this too, like he's a little more valuable here in Boston than he is in other places. So that's probably the premium you're paying within just to get it done early. That could get shaky if he doesn't get better, because my rule with extensions and a lot of people's rule is that you do want to see a guy get better if you're going to start to pay him more. I don't know if that's in the cards for him um, necessarily. Like I he did have the best year of his career statistically last year. I don't. I didn't get a good sense that he got better as a player. I just think he was in more a more expanded
0: role. With is, him his down his usage, like his usage went up. I mean, he was. Yeah. He was. He and and then now
1: happen again this year.
0: He is So I mean, there's another report. And I, this one is strange to me, and again, I don't know why. You know, uh, you know, Shams and Woj were among the ones. Uh, you know who kind of back to back tweeted this, but one of one of Sham's tweets and one of his reports is Marcus Smart slated to become the starting point guards for the Celtics this season. I don't know where this is from, so I don't know if this is a promises made to Marcus. I don't know if it's a yes, we got Dennis in here. Well, there's we a all-
1: corresponding report that the Celtics made no promises to Schroeder. So those kind of fit hand
0: in hand, so, in hand. Right. And so you wonder if like, was there finessing on uh, as part of this with Marcus? Like you're our guy. Don't worry about this. Blah, blah, blah. I have no idea, but it definitely seems that that's being put out there by somebody um, that this Marcus is here to be the starter sort of guy. Um, so there's this component to it as well. But, uh, you know, let's just assume that there you know, have been conversations or this is. Look, nothing's etched in stone. You don't sign in your contract that you're gonna be the starter. They can do whatever they they can do whatever they want to do, but it makes sense that the intention is for Marcus to be the starting point guard on this team. Uh Ime alluded to this we there was a bit of foreshadowing to this a couple of days ago when when you guys talked to eme well, exactly. down in Ve- yeah. down in vegas and you guys got a chance to talk to him and maybe you can paraphrase it better than i can but it was along the lines of we're going to have we're going to run the ball through mark marcus's hands he a said lot. he's
1: asked for it and we're going to give it to him
0: yeah and and so you you really get the feeling that the conversations being had here are you're going to be our point guard we're going to give you money for the next f- a bunch of years but i need you to be a point guard you know like and so th- like i said as email had a couple of comments that you could read a couple different ways it was very positive about what the expectations are but also the subtext was i need you to be less of that other thing and that other thing could be the guy who's jacking 10 12 threes a game which is again i know it's in the in the chat here in the commenters the thing that drives people- to not in the contract <laughs> yeah can you put that in the country if you shoot 10 threes you got you lose you uh, we drop a year you know um he but- did have
1: body fat I've cause in his last contract yeah so was, uh three point attempts per game clause
0: but that's the things so you, you do get the feeling that like this is part he of did the, conversation. Just retweet
1: the um he did just retweet the mannix report by the way which is uh <laughs> which is who,
0: funny who did marcus yes marcus himself did yeah he went back dug up the mannix report and retweeted it
1: yes he did so this is what I'm like <laughs>
0: that's who marcus is like respect and yeah, that we kind know. Of
1: thing with the officials like that's why i thought this year him in a lame duck status on this team hell jared's report on his standing with the team last year guys getting exhausted with him how about uh, our
0: know. how about our marcus smart uh situation i mean he's he's obviously yeah. you know his ears are yeah, up his
1: ear is to the noise and the
0: shooting <laughs> remember gary with the shooting the start last year yeah
1: i forget what his exact response was to that but, but he, that it was, was along cool. the
0: lines of like i i i'm a, that's what i do i'm a confident player i'm a shoot. you know yeah. i'm a shooter i'm going to keep shooting he got very defensive when he was asked that um but good for marcus i love that he's out there trolling i love that he's telling us to you know you know shut the you know you know uh, what up that is, is a,
1: uh, that's a devastating miss for manex i've never i don't know there's probably ones bigger than that but man to go all in on there's ones bigger for sure but
0: that to me was um i don't know if it was speculative or i don't know if it was uh whatever it was um but definitely that one's kind of lingering out there the they hate this guy and his time is running out Um, so
1: here's the thing about that that could still turn out to be the case at the end of the day here if they do end up just funneling this toward a trade down the line and having it be just a book maneuvering uh, thing that still makes Smart happy because I'm sure he gets this deal. He goes off to Washington or wherever, has a bigger role in that next franchise. He's still going to be relatively okay with that because he got the money and the respect here that he deserved, frankly. Um, So I do think on all fronts, plus I saw a trade kicker with this. I haven't confirmed that yet um, but that could obviously go into the trade thing too uh, if he gets traded it's a little bit more money going toward Washington than it w- is on the books and the contract yeah. um, and it just makes him a little bit more money if he gets traded uh, like in real money so I, like this to a lot of people I think signal that the Celtics are committing to smart through 2026 is one of their core pieces That's not necessarily the case here. Like, it is really just the perfect hedge move. He's happy. The Celtics are happy with him as their point guard for now. And if they need to trade him, his money all of a sudden goes a lot
0: further in doing that. Yeah, Um, yeah. So uh, you know that is what it is. I guess you know ultimately what it comes down to for me is um, you still want you want as much flexibility as you can possibly have, and you want to believe that you. Could if you needed to move this um, move this contract? Now this is where you and I differ. I don't understand. People will say this is a value. You can trade this contract, and a lot of people assume actually this is one of the great things about this contract that it is now tradable. Um, And I'm, uh, you know, like I said, I'm a little worried that that's not the case because I you don't see very often a case of teams uh, that have decided you know, we're going to begin our process now. Um, And we're going to strip down everything that we have. And uh, we're going to just do uh, kids and young players. And we're going to trade our stars. We're going to load up on assets. And we're going to hope that we hit the lottery. You don't see a lot of those teams swinging deals for guys making 20 plus million dollars a year over four years. And that's what concerns me a little is everyone's like, oh, yeah, Washington will just take uh, smart back for Beale or another team trading his free agent who they're not going to resign and i don't know that that's the case because it just doesn't that we don't really see examples of that um in, in these types of trades you don't really get that it's always young ascending players um expiring contracts to make money match if you if need be and picks and that's what happens and smart doesn't fit the profile of any of those things so i get the idea that he could be a culture changer but that more makes sense on a winning team or if he were a guy making mle money or you know as a free agent flyer yes bring him in to absolutely change the culture around your kids that might need a kick in the butt but four years 20 million dollar commitment is 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 a little bit um is a little steep i think for a team that's trying to strip it down and rebuild
1: yeah, it, it does depend on the situation there because the comparison I've thrown out is the Pelicans who lost Ball, stunningly to me took Satoransky and Temple back.
0: But Satoransky's no one if- year, one more year for ten million, right? That's all. He's uh, got. Yeah.
1: So the money comes off the books in that circumstance. And that's the and thing I-
0: is, it's a different story. Marcus's Marcus's uh, extension begins after next, not this year, right? The next begins next year. Yep. So it's, so it's
1: five more years total you
0: know, if you trade for him in the middle of the year it's that plus four you know and it's that's that's a that's, a, that's uh th- that's significant right, so i don't yeah, know that the, washington i, I, I don't think know that washington would want that well when if it unless comes they turn around to, and flip him again sorry yeah
1: yeah i mean the he is a valuable player in some sense especially if he goes to a washington and is the man for a year. Like I couldn't legitimately see smart having a huge season as a number one, number two option on a team. Remember this guy, what he was at Oklahoma state coming into here, it was a massive talent on both ends of the floor. A, sc- a scorer. Yeah. Yeah. So like you could see him going somewhere else and having like a 20, 25, maybe point per game season, maybe not the most efficient year, but if you're coming down to when you're Washington and you're saying, all right, Beal's gone. He's choosing Boston, and we either get nothing, which actually is what Brooklyn chose in the Dinwiddie trade here, although they were in a hard cap situation. Right, Um, right, Or or you get smart. You probably just take smart if you're Washington because it's better than nothing. And the money works out there. Maybe they take another young player or two. But in these sign-and-trade scenarios, uh, I I just read about one the other day, Um, not that Pelicans one, but one that was a year or so before that, Like teams will ask for things and the team that's receiving the player in the sign and trade will just kind of say no, because the player's coming. It's done. And even in a situation where the Bulls didn't have cap space and had no leverage there, like they won the negotiation and basically traded two guys off their bench for Alonzo Ball. So I think the way the league is set up right now, just in terms of the player power, like any team that's receiving a player who wants to come to a team. Can basically send whatever they want back. And in this case, like it'd just be smart to make the money work. So I don't really think there's like a pull and tug negotiation between the Wizards and the Celtics at the end of the day there. If Beale wants to come to Boston. Now the question is, does he want to come to Boston? I still don't think we have a firm answer on that, but that's why this is kind of a leverage play. And if you are stuck with smart for years after that, like I don't really think it's like a stuck with thing. He's a really good player. And I think he's going to have a very good year here at the starting
0: point guard role. You're not stuck with him at all. That's a good point. It, it is. You're, fu- you're This isn't going to be There's one a of lot those of people who like, I No, I get that's a silly. That this... I'm having Avery Bradley vibes. Okay. When Bradley signed his extension and that was 8 million a year, I was working at NBC at the time. And this is a, sulky- a freak out. There was a. This is a Celtics homer place, and the place lost its mind. Avery Bradley, eight million for four over four years. Are you crazy? And I was like, there was this, another one like that. I too, was like, wasn't this that? deal is an absolute slam dunk. What is wrong with you people? Like this will be a bargain in ten minutes. You know so. Yeah, this smart deal reminds me a little of that, which is like this is a good. It's still good to have this player, and I don't think you're gonna reach a point. He's twenty-seven. You're not gonna. This isn't in year two. It's not a Kemba deal or whatever where it's like, well. You know, you know, years three and four aren't going to be good, but you'll get two elite, two really good years before the decline. He's still in his prime, you know, at 27 years old. You're not worried about steep decline here, okay? If you have this level of Marcus Smart for four years, you're fine. It's fine to, to do that. It's just, does it get you any closer to being a contender, or was that did you have to take a different path to get there, and one that, one that did not involve Marcus Smart? That's that's the only question. The, as it is, you're right. And that's why I think it's a bit of a hedge. Uh, you're fine if he stays here and all he does is play it out.
1: Yeah, the right answer isn't necessarily siphoning talent. And who knows? You could have gone in the next season after a great year from him and a starting point guard, and maybe he had to potentially pay more. You know, like this is – this actually I thought was a really good cap on what they would like, cause this under the rules was the most they could pay him. And yes. it actually was a pretty good number. And it's Next great. Because, no cap at
0: all. And it's great actually because the Celtics can say, This is the most I've got. And, yes. it, and it works for both for them and for Marcus. It's like this is pretty close to what I'm gonna get anyway. So I'll just take it. So it is, you're right. It is it it works for both sides here. Um the one thing I'll put my sunny hat on, okay. You know, I, I tend to look at things. <laughs> No, but I, I'll, I you you look at things critically, and again for me, it's a do they know what they're doing and what the next move is. I, I'm not sure, but I, again, I do think the, the the hedge is what makes sense. Um, you know, is this a championship contending team? No, without major things breaking their way, uh, players reaching new levels or new heights that we don't expect, like a Smith or a Rob or something like that. Uh, no, probably not. Um, but to to be to put like a, a you know a sunny perspective on it. We have not had a year. Marcus Smart has never in his career had a year where it said, "It's your ball, son. Take it. You're the guy. Run the show. Be the point guard from from ever for from from from, from year one in the league till now. He's been stuck as a tweener, a bench guy, playing some two, playing backup point guard, thrust into the starting lineup uh starting lineup at times, but he's never had one role. And that's you're the starting point guard for this team and you have a job to do. And that job is to distribute, to run the pick and roll with Rob, to get the ball into the Jays' hands, to keep the ball moving and to play 94 feet of defense. Go. You know, and maybe that is maybe that will help like get rid of some of the frustrations people have because Marcus Smart for better for worse is one of those guys who tries to give the game we what it a, needs. We got a preview of it in the yeah. playoffs. So but he tries to give the game what it needs, but it needs different things on different nights and so that's why some nights you have, you know, Marcus Smart shooting 12 threes and you know uh, why other times you have Marcus Smart taking four field goals or whatever. But I want to see th- this is where I would say I I could feel a little better about it is be, just be this guy. He, he was the only guy last year on the team. He was the best distributor that they had. Run the point and see how it goes. Let's see how that goes. And you don't have to be anything else there. Um. So, yeah, you know, and- there's no Kemba. There's no interchange. There's no different lineups every night. So th- that's what I'll say is my, you know, perspective on, on on, you know, this might turn out better. Like we're saying, I think most Celtics fans are looking at it saying, if we get the same player, there's a chance you get a better player. There is.
1: Yeah, and they have a little depth at the guard position now and at the wing to some degree where they can kind of offload some of his responsibilities at certain points. If he needs to focus on a defensive assignment, you have some other, like, general guards in here and Richardson and Schroeder now who can take the responsibility. They can play a bunch of different ways this year and that's something you may talked about last week as well. Like they can go a little bigger. There's probably some nights where Schroeder could lead the offense and Smart can be hounding a Kyrie type and really focused in on the defensive end of the ball. Sure. I thought that like I thought how thin their offense last year was really hurt Smart because he was so focused on offense and thrust between so many roles frankly with the whole Kemba situation uh, going on that like it was just a kind of unstable year for him. And that's the kind of year he had. It was it was all over the place. And then you threw the injury in the uh, you know, the cards there. That was a very severe one. So like I think this will be a big bounce back year for Smart. I think all the numbers point toward him being a strong point guard option, like you talk about when you he's given the opportunity. We got a preview of it in the playoffs where he was really good. You look at his playoff numbers in that Brooklyn series, they were awesome. Um, he's just a great passer. And it, it, when the lineups has been him at pointed attack, attack at point guard and not Kemba Irving, the team's defensive numbers have been outstanding. Um, so to finally have that be the way the team's oriented, I think is a little bit refreshing because there's been periods where they've been able to play that way as a team. But for most of the time, the Celtics have been a team that's built around an offensive point guard who doesn't defend and smarts kind of overcompensating for and
0: it. so. And that's the other thing is when you look at the uh, you know the the you know uh, you know uh, the whole being you know greater than the sum of the parts. One of the, one of the things is again you look at Kemba Walker, all star, twenty points per game, you know, and that's what you're losing there. But again, you know, from you know, as, as long as we as long as we go back from Isaiah Thomas to Kyrie Irving to Kemba Walker, the Celtics have been saddled with an undersized defensive liability at point guard to varying degrees. You know, like uh, Isaiah being obviously the worst and, you know, a guy who was at risk of being played off the floor late in games because he was so exploitable because of his height to other guys who just, you know, were, you know, just you know, pick magnets, you know, just guys who, you know, you know, Kyrie was on and off with his with his defensive effort. Kemba tried, he just, there wasn't much he could do. For the first time ever, you have a 6'4 point guard who could guard the other team's power forward if you needed. Uh, you have a ton of switchability there on defense, um, and it might just make the overall unit um, stronger, uh, you know, at the start of these games. Because, again, I, I'm guessing, you know, we're trying to guess here but it's either going to be, you know, smart the Jays, and the two bigs with Rob and Al, or Smart Richardson, the two J's and and Rob. That's a pretty stout defensive uh starting lineup. No matter uh, what, no matter what you throw out there.
1: Yeah. That's
0: pretty and, good. You could defend the perimeter a lot better. Uh you have Rob back there, uh, you know, you know, picking balls out of the air. It's it's better. Um, it's better. You're not yeah, you're not the yeah. guy I'm
1: still I don't know how Richardson's going to work. Like that's an interesting choice to throw alongside smart. That was sort of, all right, this is the best possible. Like I said, I like
0: Neesmith in there personally, but Neesmith affects the defense because he's a a little bit lost. I think Neesmith, if he could slow it down and, and play passable defense makes that lineup, makes that lineup theoretically better because of the spacing and the shooting. Uh, But again, you know to put my sunny hat on richardson is a guy who again it was you know a couple of years ago was looked looked like he was an ascending star like a next you know tier two superstar type player like a robin to someone's batman and really kind of fell off a little bit after that you know didn't work out in philly uh and yeah, then just he was and,
1: next to he was yeah. next to big ball handlers and all those spots and the problem here is he still kind of is right yeah tatum yeah. Smart's going to be on the ball a ton, and then he's probably, you know, Schroeder's your bench point guard, so like he's an off ball shooter again, kind of in this situation, maybe a secondary ball handler. But I don't know, like he may just casually throw out there, we're going to get his shooting back up. And it's like, is, is, is this kind of a role where that's going to be conducive to doing that? I don't know. I, but I get again, it. but
0: you're looking at if the attention, if there, if it if you've got if you've got Tatum and Bra- I mean look at it this way if you're a number two offensive option on a team uh you know that means you get x amount of attention drawn your way but you've got rob with you know whatever gravity he's pulling his way going to the basket and the two jays who are going to attract attention you have to imagine in that lineup richardson would get a fair share of open looks um theoretically yeah, just, if
1: they just it, played next to luca and and Bede and wasn't able to get the benefit of that. So I don't know. We'll see how it comes around. He's really just going to have to hammer down that catch-and-shoot game of his, and uh, it hasn't been great the last few years. That is really what's held him down as an offensive player. Now, defensively, he's going to fit right in. This team as a whole is really going to have to offset a lot of its offense. Yeah, I mean, Richardson is pretty. It's pretty
0: average, pretty league average in most things offensively. So, yes, it's not – he's not ideal you're you're yeah. you're hoping you're hoping you the facing on this
1: team could be a challenge you're right Neesmith smith needs to break into this uh rotation here pretty solidly just for the purpose of all right this is your knockdown shooter maybe sam hauser as we talked about fits into some of these lineups as just an automatic shooter because they really are going to need some shooting here with smart richardson Schroeder is yep. really not a good three-point shooter at all Horford. Like good for a center, but not a great three-point shooter. Like a not lot enough. Of these, yeah.
0: yeah, not enough. It's again, you just don't. It's gonna. Be, we we've seen these Celtics teams before where the, a lot of guys can take the three, like the Jay Crowder teams, like. But everyone is the same. Everyone shoots thirty-six percent. You know, like there are I mean, not. This is not-
1: even more extreme than that. I think.
0: Yeah. But you know, we've seen those teams where like they, they, they get a lot of open looks, they're just not great at knocking them down. So But those
1: teams were really good because they had a strong defensive floor, and this team has an even higher defensive floor than those groups. I mean, I, I said this last year and it came back to bite me, but this looks like the makings of a team that could be. Number one on
0: defense in the league. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it, it doesn't. It'll have to make up for it because you're right. You are lacking in a little bit Which of shooting is good, here.
1: Because when you're a defensive team, there's not as much variance. But you this is why night in, and night
0: out. Th- this is why not to overreact everything we've seen in summer league. This is why um, seeing Pritchard do what he's doing and seeing Nismith doing what he's doing on a team that sorely needs shooting. And it's funny is yeah. Nismith isn't even doing it by with spot up shooting. He's actually been you know getting his buckets being a little bit more aggressive, getting to the basket, you know, a little in-between game we haven't seen. But uh, you really – yeah, that that's the goal. You need to develop a player like that to, to, to fit w- this team and, and what this team needs. He, I just it, – it's too – you need Neesmith in two years this year, and you're just probably not going to get it. You know, the player he'll yeah. be two years from now, if you can have him right now, that would be ideal. I just don't think he's there. Well maybe, maybe by too. midseason I don't know you know.
1: Well what's good it, last year obviously the whole defensive situation was so bad that when they had their issues on defense it was all the more uh like exposed On this group, if they're connected and they have great help and things like that, maybe you can get away with playing some extra Pritchard and Neesmith minutes, even if they're not locked in fully defensively, because you have great help side in Rob, and Horford's able to help them out a little bit when he's out there. And you have all these great defensive guards that can rotate and do things around them. Maybe you can play Pritchard a lot as an off-ball shooter who's just nailing shots with these guys. That could be a benefit of having a greater array of defensive talents around here too. But like... This team just has options. And I know that can kind of be a blessing and a curse because somebody's going to miss out here in terms of playing time out of all of these different array of guys. But uh, when you're playing different kinds of teams night in and night out, like it's going to give them a lot of flexibility and kind of be one of those old Celtics teams where they just have a bunch of different starting lineups. They're able to play the matchups games. And uh, EMA can kind of coaches head off year one um it's it's an exciting team suddenly it really yeah, is it,
0: there's more there's more possibilities and they can play they 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 can play a true small ball lineup um you know if they need to and they can they have more uh you know lineup flexibility with what they can do and again there are more fast basketball players on this it, it, you think you know that that will help you again you're just the guys who were playing minutes last year just didn't deserve to be playing minutes when you're giving those minutes now, you know, to sh- and again, you've lost Fournier, you've lost Kemba. So obviously Schroeder and Richardson replaced those guys. But again, you're talking about Horford. You're talking about Smith year two. You're talking about uh, Pritchard year two, looking a little bit better. So uh, you're hoping all in all, it's not going to be as so the, uh, as the, the one thing as we did was. Yeah.
1: The one thing we did touch on is, Fournier. Like would it have it would have pushed this team any further in the right direction in terms of contention to keep him around, or would it have just made sense to keep him in the fold here given what you what you had? Um
0: he's a really th- good player, and I think they should like I said, I think they should have and then just rolled the dice with whatever happens. I guess know? the
1: one thing you could say is that that yeah, that probably pushes you over the hard cap if you do a sign and trade for Beal down the line, I guess. So that's why you wouldn't do that. But I did see, uh, like, uh, my our guy Bernardoni there say he wasn't a great fit next to the Jays. I disagree with that. Like the catch and shoot dominance that he showed in that short little stretch there, two seven of eleven games from three, great secondary playmaking and scoring. Like, and you know the defense wasn't great, but it wasn't the worst in the for world. For
0: people made it seem.
1: No, this for is Be- for Fournier.
0: I, you know, like I said, I I, I liked Fournier. He was what he was. Again, we 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 had this conversation right after the trade deadline. What are they going to do with Fournier? It, we, we literally have had the conversation we're having now. We had the day they acquired Fournier, which was this is going to be difficult for them. They're going to have crazy choices to make because if they re-sign Fournier and extend Smart, they will have the most expensive non-contending team, uh, you know, in the NBA. And that we knew we knew that was obvious then. And so, what did they do? They and, and you were saying they might have to pick one or the other. They did. Um, they didn't want to they do did. both, they didn't want to be saddled with both contracts. Um, so they hedged, they re signed Marcus, they let Fournier walk. That was it. Um, it's interesting because you know, I, and you wonder if guards. Fournier didn't have that market, Bobby. You wonder if uh, if Fournier was here and they, they gave him he signed three and 39 or three and 42 here instead, if Marcus would be gone because well, it, Fournier
1: makes a little bit more than smart because he can shoot like that's. Your salary in this league kind of is proportional to your shooting ability. And Fournier is a much better shooter than Smart. So it does actually make sense that he got a little bit more than Smart. He probably should have got like way more than Smart if we're just basing off guys' shooting abilities. Sure. So, like, you know, you actually did ask a very tough question to start the show there. You have three point guards now, three starting point guards, really, uh, and you're missing a wing. So would it have made more sense to kind of have a Schroeder and a Richardson there and have Fournier on the wing? Mm. I don't know. Like in, Maybe. in terms of a team building standpoint, that might've worked out better than this did, but there really does seem to be kind of like a heartstring attachment to smart here that they've had a tough time shaking. And that certainly went into this
0: too, despite the
1: Mannix f- report.
0: And it's funny because I mean, you know, even, even you were ready to move on at the deadline we'd convinced ourselves. We're like, it's probably time that the Marcus smart arrow is over. Uh, and, and now we've got four more years, which is interesting. The, um, you know, Feels like
1: uh, it's never gonna end.
0: <laughs> it's never gonna end. What I what I'll say, what I always say is, um, you know, you know, d- doing what I do, uh, you know, and just sports and media and all of this stuff, and for all of these years, the number one thing I like are stories. M- having Marcus Smart around is good uh, because because he's so polarizing, because he's so interesting, um, because people have such strong opinions about he's him. Been, he's been yeah.
1: the center of Celtics talk on this network since like. The day he was
0: drafted, (laughs) he pretty
1: much is CONS Media's like center of attention.
0: So you know, you know me. I I love I love stories. I love you know stuff stuff that the best thing is uh, having having something that people are equally passionate about on both sides. And Marcus Smart is that thing, Um, and it'll continue here. You know, and and we'll see. Uh, You know what you're hoping is there's a version of Marcus Smart that exists that makes everybody happy. Uh, but there's a world in which it goes in the wrong direction and everybody's, you know, really pissed off too. So we'll see. My guess he's is it's,
1: there. he turned a lot of people in It's going to be, it's, it's
0: going it, to be something in the middle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And now that he's in a bigger role, maybe it could reverse the other way just because of how much more important he's going to be. frankly, the truth about him is that he would be in a much better situation as a six man on the team than a third man where he is right now. And that was some of the trouble they got into last year with him. Um, But I don't doubt his abilities. And that's why I do kind of trust him as the starting point guard on this team, because I've seen his passing. I've seen his pick and roll prowess. uh, I've just seen his connectivity with guys. And I did write just about a month ago, like how, you know what, moving on from him and staying with him are both pretty good options because I thought there'd be value and moves out there like Alonzo Ball that made sense, uh, yep. just in terms of moving in a younger direction and keeping you know things in line with the Jays here. But I also think him as a starting point guard for a year is going to be really interesting here. So this is going to kind of be a decisive year for everybody's view on him, and justifiably so. The problem is if it goes in a bad direction, there's four years after that.
0: That's when you're stuck. <laughs> it is, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. So um, no, I, I think it's going to go well. So just to recap, Marcus uh, signed the max available contract, seventy-seven million over four years. It begins after this season, so he's here for five years, I believe. Um, yep. And that is that. Uh, again, it's uh, we still have comments pouring in. Uh, this was a last-second emergency garden report. I'm so happy um, this many of you guys. We have joined. a championship game tomorrow. Championship game tomorrow, so we're back for post-game show. We're going to wrap this up now, uh, but we can talk more, Marcus, tomorrow. We'll see uh, any new details or any other stories or other perspectives uh, we haven't considered yet. The news uh, you know, broke a couple of hours ago, so we're just reacting uh, initially here uh, to what's going on. We'll have the whole gang – back. Uh, Bobby's back from Vegas, but Sherrod is still out there. Um, So he'll be checking in after the championship game. Uh, Jimmy, uh, I believe Joe Sway is back. Um, So join us. The game's nine o'clock. So we'll be on around 11. Uh, So make sure you come hang out with us. In the meantime, uh, follow us um, on uh, Twitter, Celtic CLNS. Uh, You'll get notified uh, when we go live tonight. Like I said, snap decision. We threw it out there. So we're glad that you guys uh, came in. Uh, and joined us. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channels, whether you're watching on our main channel or the Celtics channel. Make sure you subscribe to both of them. Honestly, there's different content on both channels. Uh, tons of stuff for the Celtics if you're interested, plus all of our you know, CLNS podcasts, which uh, almost too many to name, but one of them, Dome Theory. You got anything coming up there, Bobby?
1: Yeah, we'll do a semi-league recap. guess uh, to be determined, but that'll uh, probably be tomorrow or Wednesday.
0: Okay, awesome. So again, guys, thank you um we will see you guys from Bobby last thoughts or you're good
1: no we we did 45 solid minutes on smart here I got it all out <laughs>
0: yeah we did yeah Th- again yeah thank you guys thank you again Jimmy Sway, Sherrod they'll all have opinions so we'll have more to talk about and again they'll bring some different perspective to the conversation but uh for Bobby Manning John Zanis thanks for-